Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. We can avoid so many failures in life when we heed his voice and be at rest. When we are supposed to be at rest and work hard or act when we're supposed to be active. Let's tune into this week's sermon of Pastor Priji to learn about the repercussion we have to face when we function out of season. This season we've been declaring that we are going to experience rest. And when we experience rest, we are going to experience restoration as an abundance of the rest. When there is rest, because it is in the season of rest that God works in our hearts, God works in our lives, that God works in our uh, relationships. It's in a season of rest that God works in us to bring forth something new out of us. You remember the story of Adam and Eve? How God put Adam to sleep so he can bring forth something out of him. It was in a season of rest. So last time we studied about the place of rest, how we need to have a place in God. Any place that we rest outside of God, it can prove to be very, uh, you know, fatal for us. You remember that story of Delilah and Samson? Where Samson fell asleep, but in the wrong place. And that wrong place, it hurt him. It hurt his walk with God. It hurt his relationships. It hurt the hopes of the nation of Israel to overcome all the giants that were in the land. Technically speaking, it was Samson's job to take down the giants in the land, not David's job. Yeah, David was a young guy. But Samson was the guy that was given extraordinary strength to take down the giants in the land. So my hope, my prayer is that none of us will sleep in the wrong places. None of us will find our rest in the wrong places. Amen. But today I'd like to talk to you about the timing or the season of your rest. When you rest is as important as where you rest. Okay, let me read out from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. For every single thing. There's nothing that doesn't happen in its times and seasons. See, when God created the world, God established seasons along with it. God established times along with it. So there was a season to sow and a season to harvest. There was a season where rains will come and there was a season when summer will come and there was a season when winter will come. So everything was created to function in seasons. So God says there is a season for everything and a time for every activity under the heavens. So it's necessary that we understand when it is time for me to be active and when it is time for me to rest. Our greatest failures happen because we are active when we are supposed to be resting and we are resting when we are supposed to be active. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can I tell you this story? Before we go into that, let me give you one more scripture from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 8. It says, There is a time to love and there is a time to not love 
or there is a time to hate or there is a time when you withdraw there is a time when you withhold love okay and it says there is a time for war as much as there is also a time for peace okay so there is there is a season for everything and whenever we function out of that particular season we are putting ourselves in danger and the door is open for temptations the door is open for the enemy to hurt us the door is open for the enemy to sow seeds of fear and doubt and failure into our heart so let me take you to the story this is second samuel chapter 11 and verse 1 the bible says in the spring of the year okay this is the time of the year when kings where they would normally they would go out to war you know this story as soon as i read this story yeah those who have read their bibles they know where this story leads to the bible says this was the spring of the year and spring time was the time when kings will go out to war like i told you there is a time for war and there is a time for peace there is a time to fight for your things and there is a time to rest and the bible says this was a time when it was for them to rest this was a time when they had to go out into battle when the kings they would take their armies out to war the bible says david what he did he was the king of israel at this point but what he did is he did want the spoils of war he did want the victories he did want the blessings but he didn't want to work for it so what he did is he outsourced his job to somebody else it was not joab's job to lead the people into war it was the job of the kings to lead them into war it says so david he sent joab and the israelite army to fight the ammonites this army that went out because this was the time for war because this was the season for war they destroyed the ammonite army they had victory they had breakthroughs they had blessings they had you know all the promises that god had given them through moses about expansion of their land all of those things all those promises came to pass because the timing was correct because the season was correct okay it says they destroyed the ammonite army and they laid a siege to the city of raba however this is what david did david stayed behind in jerusalem david stayed stayed behind where there was a lot of protection david stayed behind where there was comfort david stayed behind where there was his his needs were met his provisions were met david stayed behind to rest in a season when he was not supposed to rest and we know what happened it says late one afternoon after his midday rest <laughs> so this is not supposed to be a season for resting he rested he took a break he stayed back at home enjoyed his comfort enjoyed his convenience and during one of those days of convenience he would take an afternoon nap see when you're in a battlefield you don't have the privilege of taking an afternoon nap you're short of sleep you don't you don't get to sleep 8 hours you don't get to eat three meals and two snacks a day you don't get to watch one hour of netflix you, you don't i mean i i i know what is your number of hours of netflix you just like just one hour that's it like you know you had that face that's a, 
the normal routines of life is, is not something you enjoy when you're in battlefield, when you're in the war field. And here is a man who is enjoying his rest back at home. It says one afternoon, he took a midday rest. This is not the midnight rest, a midday rest. And David, he got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. He was taking a stroll. When his army was fighting, when his people were laying down their lives, when they were giving up their personal comfort and their convenience, here was a man who was taking a nice stroll, enjoying his life. And it says in the next verse, And as he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Now this woman has been there all along. This woman was there even before all of these incidents happened. They've been living there in the same neighborhood, next to David's palace. But the reason David had time to engage with something like this was because he was resting in the wrong season. I will explain this to you. I will explain this to you. Let's go to the next verse. It says, Then he sent someone to find out who she was. And then he was told, She is Bathsheba, who is the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. So, two things explained about her in relationship with these two people that David probably know about. Eliam and Uriah. And now, something crazy is that if it was not a time of war, then Eliam and Uriah would have been there. So even if David noticed something, it couldn't have helped him. It wouldn't have done anything. He couldn't have done anything about it because it was a season when the women of the land were covered by their husbands. They were supposed to be there to protect them, to provide for them, to be there for them. But then David chose to not do what everybody else were doing. When all the men out there went to war, David sat back at home and he was enjoying rest and he was enjoying the convenience that other men in the land was not enjoying. So if it was another day, if it was not a season of war, this would not have happened. Do you get my point? All the break, breakdown in David's marriage and his dynasty, it happened because of this one mistake. But it happened because he rested when he was supposed to be fighting. It happened because he, he, he took a break when he was supposed to be out there in the battlefield. You know, the funny thing is Uriah understood this principle better. You know, let's read about his statement. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 11. When Uriah, you know, David, he called him back, hoping that Uriah will somehow go and cover up the mistake that David did. So Uriah replied to David, he said, the ark of God, which carries the presence of God, and the armies of Israel and the armies of Judah, they are all living in tents. They are all camping in the desert. They are all camping in inconvenient weather. They are all out there, out of their comfort zone. And my master, Joab, and his men, they are all out there with them. His question is, the next line, how could I go home to wine and dine and sleep with my wife? I swear that I would do no such thing. 
So it was not just about back being back in Jerusalem. This man, Uriah, knew that this is not a season to rest. So even if it is in Jerusalem or even if it is in the warfare, even if it is in the battlefield, he knew that this is not a time when I will take things easy. This is not a time for me to enjoy. Like I told you, there is a time to love and there is a time to hate. There is a time for war and there is a time for peace. And here was Uriah saying, hey, this is not the time for that. How come the man who was serving David had more spiritual intelligence than David himself? If only David understood this principle. I'm teaching you this so that we don't fall into mistakes that these men made. We understand the seasons of rest that God provides in our life. The times and the, the occasions of rest that God brings into our life. It is necessary that we identify that. It is necessary that we yield to that and we say, God, if, if that is what you want to do in our lives in this season, then I, I'm just going to go out there and battle. If you want us to rest, then we are going to take a back seat and we are going to withdraw ourselves, come back to just sit and relax and rest in this season. Let me give you another example. Okay, this is, it, on the outside, it looks like this is a time for war. Okay, but then something changed in this. Let me explain this. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 10. As Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, the, the people of Israel looked up and they panicked because they saw the Egyptians now overtaking them. And in that panic, they began to cry out to the Lord. So all prayer is not out of faith. Some prayer it is out of panic. Some prayer is out of fear. Some prayer is out of desperation. It is not out of a relationship that you have with God. And that's what they were doing. They were panicking because they saw the Egyptians. So their motivation to pray was that they were looking at the Egyptians, not that they were looking at God. See, God had just brought them out of Egypt. God had done the impossible, the most impossible feat. When they were in Egypt, I can imagine if they were panicking in Egypt, but they didn't have a reason to panic in the wilderness. And here these people, they, they began to panic. And they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Went there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? The question is because they have already accepted defeat in their hearts. Because they know that they are not capable to overcome this army which is trying to overtake them. They know that logically this doesn't make sense that we can ever fight this army and come out on top. We don't have the skill set. We don't have the uh, required weaponry. We, you know, these guys were slaves. They had no training, no military training whatsoever. So it was completely illogical for them to not panic. And yet the Bible says they wanted to be buried in Egypt and not in the wilderness. They said, is it because we didn't have enough graves in Egypt that you brought us all out into the wilderness so you can bury us here? The next verse, he says, didn't we tell you that this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be 
slaves to the Egyptians because it's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. See, you understand there are two, two phases of their life. First phase is a phase of work, daily work, daily labor, where from the beginning of the day till the end of the day, they have to labor, they have to work so hard. They are, they are slaves to the extent that Pharaoh would say, okay, today onwards, you wouldn't even have straw for you, making your bricks. You need to go make your own straw, get your own straw. No raw material would be provided. And these guys were slaves. So they had to just do it. They had no option. They couldn't form a union and protest and sit in Morcha. They couldn't do all of that back then. They were in complete bondage to the system of Egypt. So now Moses brought them out of a place of slavery to a place of rest. Now, in the morning when they wake up, they don't have anything to do. Like every day is technically a holiday for them now. Compared to the life that they were living. You understand what I'm saying? Like I, I understand when you say, oh, they were traveling in the wilderness. But technically speaking, according to what they were doing back in Egypt, this was rest for them. In Egypt, they didn't have enough time for themselves. They didn't have enough time to get the straw and then make the bricks. It was a hectic lifestyle. They, they said it is better to be slaves in Egypt. They, it's better that I continue to do all the hard work than for me to enjoy this rest that has all these battles around me. Just because you're in rest, just because you're in a season of rest, doesn't mean you will not face battles. I'll explain this to you, okay? But then the natural tendency, if I was a leader like Moses, I would say, Okay, come on, this is, you know, we know that we are out here, God has helped us so far, now it is our time for fighting. But then Moses didn't do that. It says, Moses told the people, don't be afraid, just stand still, rest, be at rest, be at ease. Don't work out, don't freak out, don't panic, don't do any extra work for this victory. Just stand still and you can watch the Lord rescue you today. What do you have to do? Stand still. Rest. And, and you will see how the Lord will fight for you. Because the Egyptians that you see today, not the Egyptians that you fight today. They can see, you can see them. You don't need to fight them because that is not what you're supposed to do in this season. There will come a time when you will enter into Canaan and there are giants that you need to fight. But today is a season of rest. This is a season for you to take a break. Right now, all that I want you to do is just chill, stand still, and see the victory that the Lord is about to do for you. Just see, just enjoy the, the movie. Just enjoy what God is about to do. So every season that looks like a season for warfare is not exactly a season for warfare. See, what determines if this is my season for warfare or my season for rest is the voice that is spoken. It was Moses who said, hey, it is time for you to rest. Just stand still and enjoy what God is doing. But a few chapters later, the same voice of Moses would tell Joshua, take up the men and go fight the Amalekites. And at that time, they can't say, oh, no, no, no. Why can't we just stand still and... Just see what God is. No, no, no. The voice of God decided 
when it's a season for rest and when it's a season for battle. So it's necessary for us to be in tune with what God is speaking over our lives. Be connected to the voice of God. Be connected. Be, be listening. Give our ears. Keep our ears open to understand and to hear what God is speaking over my life in this season. Because according to the measure that I am able to listen to that voice, I will be victorious in my seasons. I will, I will be sensitive to the seasons that God is bringing in my life. Amen? Amen. That same voice a few chapters later in Exodus chapter 16 and verse 23. That same voice told them, this is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest. It's not a day of partial rest. It's a day of complete rest. It's a holy Sabbath day that is set apart for the Lord. Okay. Moses is giving an instruction to the people because now they have set themselves into a routine in the wilderness. Six days of the week, there was manna that was coming down from heaven. Okay. So now Moses is saying on the sixth day, Moses is telling them about the seventh day. Moses, yeah, you enjoyed doing all this work and they enjoyed, there was celebration, there was singing, they made all kinds of food with this one, one manna. Some of them made samosas, some of them made dosas, some of them made, you know, meals, whatever, with the same manna. They made it into pancakes and, you know, baked it and they did all kinds of creative things all six days. But Moses says, now I'm telling you what you got to do tomorrow. Tomorrow you need to rest because that's a day that's supposed to be a day of complete and a total rest. So this is what you do. You, you can bake or you can boil as much as you want today. This is it's the day of the week. So the voice of God says, this is the day when you can work a little hard if you want to. You can work a little extra if you want to. And what you do is once you're full, you set aside what is left for your season of rest. So there is, a season, there is an aspect of saving for the next day. There is an aspect of preparing for your season of rest. Because when the voice of God comes, it is not just going to be about, okay, just drop everything and, and you know, just rest. The voice of God will give you practical tips and, and help so that you are not left without help when you are in your season of rest. Because God doesn't want you to stay hungry on your day of rest. God doesn't want you to be without a, a home to live in when you're in a season of rest. God doesn't want you to be without a family to serve and love. When you're in a season of rest, God wants you to enjoy that day of rest. So God wants you to experience abundance even in your day of rest. So this is what they did. So they put aside some food until morning because this was what Moses had commanded. Not because this is what was convenient for them, not because this is what they wanted to do, but this is what was commanded. Church, we can avoid so many hardship in life, so many lack in life, so many issues in life, if only we can heed to the commands that are coming to us. If only we can just, just pay attention to the instructions that God wants to give us. If only we can keep our ear open to hear what God is speaking. I want to know what God is speaking today. Today, give me this day my daily bread. 
Not, not what happened 20 years back. I need to know what God is speaking today. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes, comes, present and comes in your present tense. He, that, that word is still coming forth from the mouth of God. So if I can live, I can breathe, I can respond to every word that comes from the mouth of God, then I will not be caught off guard. I will not be in a moment, I will not be surprised when the enemy tempts me. I will not be surprised when there is uh, an accident. I will not be surprised when there is lack. I will not be surprised because I'm already prepared. You know the story of how Joseph prepared the entire nation for seven years of lack. For the entire world, they were surprised because they didn't know this was coming. But Joseph, he was wise enough. So he said, let's, let's build storehouses all throughout the nation. In every city, every village, he would build storehouses. And he said, hey, all of you guys, I'm going to give you seeds. Now you need to do... Uh, your regular farming and whatever you get out of your farming this much percentage you need to bring it to the storehouse and all the things that they didn't need they didn't necessarily require Joseph he asked them to store it up if I'm not wrong it was 20% I think one-fifth of the harvest he was they were supposed to bring it to Joseph they were supposed to store it up and the Bible says seven years later this harvest, what they had stored up, it was not just enough to take care of Egypt. It was enough to take care of the whole wide world. Because everybody, they knew that there is food in Egypt. And they would come to Egypt and they would bring their resources. They would bring things to exchange in, instead of receiving food that Egypt had to offer. Can you imagine one nation feeding the whole world? One nation feeding the whole world. Why? Because they had the voice of God that told them when to take rest. They had the voice of God telling them when to save up a little extra. They had the voice of God telling them how to set aside certain amount of money, certain amount of resources in their life. Church, let me explain this to you. When you give your tithes, when you set aside a money, week, money, week after week, for the kingdom of God, for the purposes of God, to, to honor God, you're not just doing something to bless the church. Now, the church has practical, physical needs that, of course, because you're a member here, you would want to be a, you know, a partner in those needs and you would want to contribute to that need. That's a different thing. But you're not just setting aside something for the church. You're setting aside something for your own lives. There is going to come a time where it will be winter all around, where there is no crop to be seen, where there is no food to be seen. And those are seasons when your seeds that you have sown in your times of plenty will come out to now bless you, will now come back to now become your harvest. Now, the, what happens with so many of us is that during our seasons of sowing or during our seasons of, you know, enjoyment, we... We don't, you know, think of also saving up for the next season. We just enjoy. And when we have lack is when we go to sow. When we have nothing left, when we have no provision, when we have no breakthrough, that is when we are like, okay, uh, who can I run to? Where can I put an extra seed? Where can I put an extra offering? 
Yes, you can put an offering. Yes, the harvest will come, but it'll take a season change. It'll take the shift of a season. If in the last season, if you had been sowing seeds, then in this season, you would have been enjoying abundance. So it doesn't matter what you're experiencing, what season you're going through. Can you make it a point? I'm, I'm giving you an instruction from the Lord. Can you make it a point to invest into the kingdom of God? Can you invest into eternal treasures? Because these eternal treasures that you're investing into, it is going to come back to help you. It's going to come back to assist you. It's going to come back to become a blessing to you. It is going to come back to become a provision to you. It's going to come back to become a blessing to your children and their children in the days to come. Because Moses had commanded them saying, put aside some until the next day. Because there is a season of rest that is coming. And they obeyed that commandment and the Bible says, and in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. This is a time where there were no refrigerators. This is a time when they were living in the wilderness. This is a time when every day of the last six days of the week, Whatever they left aside for the next morning, the next morning there will be order in that house. They couldn't keep anything for the next morning. But when there was a voice of God that said, hey, keep this aside for the next morning, the natural order of things got reversed. The, what, what had to happen naturally because of weather and medical reports and, and this is how everybody does business. When there was a voice of God that said, hey, keep aside certain amount of money for the next day. Keep aside certain amount of food, certain amount of your resources for the next day. When the voice of God came and when they did that, the natural order of decay got paused. The, it's, there was an extension in the lifespan of those little manna that they saved. Do you understand the power that the voice of God carries over your life? That it can take you into your seasons of rest and it can provide for you in your seasons of rest. So in other words, some people, they, you know, we all eat differently in all of our homes, right? Some homes will have leftovers, some homes will not have leftovers. Some homes, there will be little leftover. Some homes, there will be a lot leftover. But the Bible says the next morning when they woke up, not only was the, there were the food not rotten, but it was wholesome. Meaning, it, it was enough to feed them for the entire next day. They didn't need to do any cooking the next day. They didn't need to bake anything the next day. They didn't need to boil anything the next day. Why? Because the food, the 10% that they saved now became 100%. Wow. <laughs> Check this out. All these days they are getting their, their salary or their food, six days a week. But on the seventh day, what they saved, it became good enough for the, for the whole of the next day. It became wholesome, the Bible says. It became good. Can I just declare this over your giving in this season, over your savings, over your hard work in this season? May it become wholesome in Jesus' mighty name. May it become complete. May it become enough to meet your needs. May it become enough to take care of your children. 
when you have to pay the fees for your children in school the next academic year you will have more than enough in Jesus name somehow you may not have saved up in your head you may not have saved up enough but when you are about to pay the fees you will just notice that you just have more than enough you just it has just become wholesome in the mighty name of Jesus I'm declaring God's word for you. I'm declaring God's voice over your destiny. I'm, if you feel that you're in your spirit, you don't have enough in this season of rest, God is going to give you some to leave aside for the next season. In this season, God is going to give you more so that when that season demands for you to not do anything extra, when that season demands for you to stand still and see, you will have provision in your bank account. You will, you will have abundance in your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah, you will not experience dry seasons. No, 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 no. You will not experience dry seasons. When you, when you, when you begin to speak, when you open up your mouth, there will be multiple reverse that will come out in your language, in your words. There will be multiple reverse that will flow from your belly. Yeah, why? Because in this season, the Lord is saying, set some aside, set some aside. And in the next season, that will become wholesome. That will turn out to be good in Jesus' mighty name. Bible says in verse 25, Moses said, the next morning on the Sabbath day, the day of complete rest, Moses said, eat this food today. This is the day. Eat this food today. For today is a Sabbath day. This is a day that is dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. Yeah, six days, you, you saved and served and did the right thing, you obeyed. But today, I'm giving you a, a counter command. Today, I'm telling you what I told you not to do on the last six days. The last six days, I didn't want you to sleep in the morning. I wanted you to wake up early in the morning and go out into the ground to collect manna. But today, I want you to not go out. Today, I, I just want you to enjoy the food that has come from the last season because this day is a Sabbath that is dedicated to the Lord. See, this is where our Sabbath is different from the world's Sabbath. In the world, when they take Sabbath, it is for themselves. <laughs> it is because I'm too tired. It is because I've been burnt out. It is because I, I, I feel like, you know, I can't do this another day, that I can't work enough. In, in the kingdom of God, for you and me, when we take our Sabbath, it is not because I need a break. It is because this season, this time, it is dedicated to the Lord. It is for His glory. It is not for our comfort. Our Sabbath seasons is not for our blessing. It is for His glory. Does He do a work in our hearts and our lives when we rest? Absolutely. But we don't take rest so that we can get some breakthrough and blessing. We take rest because it is, it is a day that is dedicated to the Lord. We take rest because God has already blessed us, already provided for us, already given us more than enough for this season of rest. So when the Lord says rest, you need to take that seriously. You need to take that seriously. Verse 20 says, you may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath because there will be no food on the ground that day. But the funny thing is, some people were over smart. 
they thought they can actually outsmart God. They're like, it's okay, I understand. Moses is a pastor, he just has to say good things. We are the ones who have to pay our children's fees, no? Moses says, yeah, yeah, you do all this, God will take care of you. But at the end of the day, I have to put food for my children on the table. I'm the one who has, will, will God send delivery, swiggy delivery from heaven? You know, some of the questions that some of us ask, very funny. And some of these guys, they were over smart. You know what they did? They still, it says in verse 27, some of them, they still went out anyway. Give me the next verse. Read it with me. Some of the people, they went out anyway on the seventh day, but they found no food. Wait a minute. Is God bad? Is God not a provider for them? Is God not a good God? Does God not know that these guys need food? I mean, these guys are not looking for luxuries in life. They're just looking for basic provision of food, right? And yet, when they went out, outside of the instructions, outside of the commandments, they found no food. And now it's very easy to come back and say, wait, 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 I did it. I, I, I did what Moses said and I didn't find food. Guess what? What Moses said was for the last season, not for this season. You were not attending church regularly to know what God is speaking in this season. <laughs> you're still obeying what God spoke in the last season and you're wondering, why is it that there is no food today? Why is it that my miracles are not manifesting in this season? Because there is a now word of God for today. There is a word that God is speaking for this season. There is a word that God is giving you for this, this uh, problems, for this struggle, for this Egyptians that you need to face. You cannot take how you fought the Ammonites in your battles with Amalekites. That is why you need to be current in your hearing of God. You need to be present. You cannot use yesterday's revelations to fight today's battles. Can I repeat it one more time? You cannot take yesterday's commandments and try to obey God today. Every time God speaks, there is an expiry date for that voice. And as long as you obey God in that, in that season, you will find favor, you will find blessing. And the Bible says that on the seventh day, they found no food. Now, can you imagine these guys saying, wait, there is going to be no food and they'll sit at home the next day. The next day, there is going to be food because the seasons are going to shift again the next day and Moses wants them to go out there and search for food the next day. But this day, Moses wanted them to stay at home and rest. May we never be found in that place of disobedience, okay? It's okay if, if we are ignorant, but it's not okay for us to be disobedient. Let me tell you something about our church. We, we, we function on principles and protocols, okay? If you don't want to obey, please don't ask for instructions. Just come here, a blessed word, and just... Just go, go home happy that God is going to take care of me and bless. That's fine. But if you receive an instruction and then you disobey that, that is, that is a very dangerous place to be. It's okay. I'm telling you, as a pastor, I'm telling you, it's, it's okay to be ignorant. That is one of the reasons why Jesus would not tell his, give out his pearls, his revelations to people in public. He would withhold. He would tell them in riddles and parables so that normal people cannot understand it. And then later on to his disciples, he would teach them. And then he would say, to whom 
much has been given, more will be asked. Which means I'm giving you these instructions, which means your responsibility is greater than the crowd out there because they didn't get what you got. So if you're going to be committed in this house, if you're going to grow in this house, you need to also take up the responsibility to obey. The Bible says in the next line, the Lord asked Moses, how long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions? How long? How long should I put up with these guys? Haven't they learned it long enough? Haven't they learned how, how Pharaoh, because of his disobedience, he lost his life, his home, his family, his army. Haven't they learned yet? How long will they refuse me? Because the Lord says, they must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. That is why he gives you a two-day supply on the sixth day. That is why he gives you abundance on the sixth day. Because the Sabbath is the Lord's blessing to you. It's the Lord's gift to you. When the pastor says, you know, you need to take a break. You need to sit down, not be in the worship team. You need to take a break from your relationship. You need to take a break from certain things and just not do anything. Don't fight in your, in your flesh. It is, a, it is a gift from the Lord to you. Nobody's trying to punish you. It's a gift. It's a blessing. You have to take it as, wow, this is a blessing from the Lord. When everybody else has to struggle and do all this extra hard work, I can just sit back, enjoy and relax and see the favor of the Lord. Because God has said, stand still and see the victory that I'm going to give you. So the Lord is not trying to hurt you. It is a gift to you. When the Lord tells you to take a break, it's a blessing. When the Lord says it's okay, don't do extra work this, this season, it's a blessing, it's a gift. Because when God says that, He will also bring the provision that is required for you to sustain in that season. Because you're thinking, if, if, this, if, if this job is not there, if this person is not there, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to meet my needs. God is saying, don't, don't worry. I've already given you more than enough in the last season, which has the capacity to become wholesome and good enough to sustain you in this season. So, so take a break from these things that are not supposed to be for you in this season. It may be something that I will give you in the next season, but in this season, you're not supposed to engage with this. In this season, you're not supposed to be out in the ground trying to pick up manna. Verse 29. So there will be enough for two days. God says that what I'm going to give you, it's going to be enough for two days. It's going to be enough for two seasons. It's going to be enough for two dimensions, not just for your physical dimension. It's also going to be enough for your spiritual dimension. See, when, when Jesus was fasting, it was natural that he got hungry, right? Because he was fasting for 40 days and nights. It was a long time to go without food and water. And at the end, the Bible says he was physically very weak. And yet when the enemy came to him, what did Jesus say? Man shall not live by bread, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Which means the word that God gave was enough to satisfy Jesus' spiritual thirst and physical thirst. There was another time in John chapter 4 when Jesus was hungry. And all the disciples said, let's quickly go get some food. You know, these disciples, they were very, very passionate about serving their master. They went out to bring food for Jesus. And in that meantime that they were away, 
Jesus had a conversation with the woman at the well. And then Jesus, and when the disciples, they brought nice chicken tandoori and, and mutton biryani and you know, all the, all the amazing food. Jesus like, I'm not hungry, I don't want it. And they're all looking at each other and saying, man, this is clash of, you know, instructions. Jesus said he's hungry. But now it doesn't look like he's hungry because he's already full. And then they began to argue with each other. Peter, did you go behind our back? I know you, you want to be closer to the pastor. So I, what did you do? And I want to know if you've been secretly feeding Jesus. <laughs> but then Jesus says, no, no, no. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God. My food is to do God's will. Which means when, when I was speaking to this lady and I was giving her spiritual manna that was coming from heaven, that didn't just take care of her thirst, it also took care of my thirst. <laughs> Come on, church. Am I, am I speaking to your spirit right now? Everything that the Lord is going to give you in this season, I'm, I'm declaring that it will have a twofold effect. Two, two dimensions. It will, it will take care of you spiritually and physically. Emotionally and relationally. It will take care of your physical needs and spiritual needs at the same time. The voice of God is enough. Come on, declare with me. The voice of God is enough. The will of God is enough. We, we think that I, I, I just need to somehow struggle to take care of myself. God says, no, no, no. Doing the will of my father, it is nourishment. That is food for me. So I'm not worried about how, how I will put food on my plate tomorrow. I'm worried about am I doing the will of God. If I'm doing the will of God, that is nourishment for me. That will bring food on my table. That will bring provision for my children. That will bring protection for my family. I don't have to fight and battle because the Lord says this, uh, this season of rest is a gift from the Lord so that you can enjoy the double blessing that I already gave you. So when you look at this word, you're thinking this is, this is going to give me spiritual comfort. No, no, no. If you have spiritual eyes, you will see that this is a double-edged sword. It will give you spiritual comfort and it will give you physical protection. It will give you spiritual blessings and it will bring you spiritual provision. If you're willing to see it like that, you will receive the blessings that is hidden in this word in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord says there will be enough for two days, for two dimensions. On the day, on that Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go out to pick up food on the seventh day. Do not do that extra hard work. So I'm, I've declared at the beginning of this month, I declared the month of May is a, is a season of rest. Just, just chill and relax and see. Don't, don't engage in battles in this month. Just wait and watch what the Lord will do for you. you are, you're going to come back with testimonies of how God used one thing that you thought it was for only one dimension. You will see how it will work in multiple places, multiple dimensions. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6. So God's rest is there for people to enter. It's already there. Okay? It's already available. But those who heard this good news, they failed to enter that rest. Why? Because they disobeyed God. That's why I told you earlier, it's okay to be ignorant but not to be disobedient. 
It's okay if you, are, if you don't hear a sermon, but it's not okay if you hear and disobey. You know, some of you, you're feeling like you, you came to church on the wrong Sunday. <laughs> Those of you watching online, they're thinking, how can I skip this now? You know, how can I go to the next stream? Because the Lord is saying, if you've already heard this, now you're liable to obey it. Because the Bible says those who disobeyed did not enter into that rest. Everybody else entered into that rest. Everybody else enjoyed that rest. Whereas the ones that disobeyed, they are working hard. They're struggling. They are, they are trying to call the right people, build the right connections. They are trying to build their client base. They're doing everything right. And they are getting blessed because of the work of their hands, not because of the provision of God. There is a blessing that comes to you because you work hard. And there is a blessing that comes to you because God chooses to make that one day blessing into two day blessing. Because God chooses to take that word, that, that one word and say, I'm going to not just feed your heart, but I'm also going to feed your body. The will of God that you're pursuing, this is not just so you can feel good in your spirit, but this is also so your physical body can be dressed well so that you can be taken care of better. Hebrews 4 verse 7. So God, he said, another time for entering his rest. And that time is today. The Lord is saying, today is the day. If you will believe this, if you will receive this word like this is your season, then you're entering into your season of rest right now into today there is a time for rest like i told you if you rest outside of that time that is dangerous and what declares what says if you're in your season of rest is the voice of god because when the voice of god says today is the day then you say okay i'm going to rest in this day verse 7 it goes on to say god announced this through david see any season of rest has to be announced it has to be declared. It has, the voice has to go forth. Because the voice is what declares or, or decides when it's a season of rest. See, in, the, in, the, in their transition from Egypt to Canaan, there would be a trumpet that would be blown every time they had to rest or every time they had to leave. Whenever they had to take up their tents and leave, there would be a trumpet that will be blown. There would be a voice that will go out to tell them, now our seasons are changing. It is shifting. So it says, God announced this through David much later in the words that were already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, what should you not do? Don't harden your heart. Because if you harden your heart, you lose the ability to obey. This is speaking in the context of obedience. And what is God saying? If you hear his voice today, if my spirit is speaking to your spirit today, then don't harden your heart. Please, that is my request to you. If God is saying don't harden your heart, it's because it's in your hands to not harden it. Yeah? So God is giving you a, a instruction upon an instruction so that you can keep the previous instruction. It's to not harden your heart. Keep your heart open. Keep your heart sensitive. Just allow the Lord to speak to you, minister to you right now. Psalm chapter 23 and verse 2. 
Are you all ready to declare this, to receive this as a blessing? The Bible says, He, what does He do? He lets me rest in green meadows and He leads me beside peaceful streams, still waters. He's the one who takes me into those places. He's the one who repositions me into, a, into an atmosphere of rest. So this morning, if you're willing to receive this, the Bible says He is going to restore our soul. The next line, I didn't put it there, but you know Psalm 23, because He restores my soul. Restoration happens in a season of rest. That's why I declared, although this was not something I prepared, last week the Lord said, it's a season of rest and restoration. So when, when he lets me rest in green meadows, when he takes me to green pastures, and when he leads me beside the still, the, the peaceful streams, the peaceful waters, it's because he wants to restore my soul. So this season, the Lord is doing a deep work of restoration in our soul. There are, there are traumas that you've had, there are pains that you've experienced, struggles that you've, that you've gone through, things that you have um, experienced generations before that is now you know, manifesting in your life and you don't know what is, why is this? Where is this coming from? But in this season, as you rest, there is a restoration in your soul. One of the signs of the restoration is going to be that you'll be able to sing for joy. There will be abundance of joy. You, you will be happy again. You, you will be glad again. You'll be able to worship one more time. You'll be able to sing for joy when you see the work of His hands. Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope this word has been a blessing to you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You're welcome to tune in every Sunday for a live celebration service at 11 a.m. on our channel youtube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.